From architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater, Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to the Desert Scene. I'm here with my fabulous partner, co-host, Brian Mendoza, who's running the board. He always wears many hats. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. I'm excited about our yes. host, uh, guest today. Yes. Uh, we have a wonderful violinist who's going to be featured at a big event at the McCallum. And I want to make sure I get this correct. Pincus, is it Zuckerman or Zuckerman? <laughs> it's uh, it's either or, and it could also be Zuckerman, which is the German pronunciation, but I'm not German. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> so is it, should you prefer Zuckerman? Is that really? That sounds good. Okay. You're doing it very well. Okay. Bravo. Well I, done. Well, welcome. I hate, I just don't like butchering people's names, so I try not to do that. So change it. <laughs> Pinkus Jones is also okay. <laughs> you know, I, my, my, um, my maiden name was Rowan, R-A-U-E-N. I haven't used that in years, but people couldn't handle it. It was three vowels in a row, and they just thought it was Raven. They just couldn't handle it. But anyway. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, um. You are going to be featured at with the Palm Springs Friends of Philharmonic, uh, part of their six concert series at the McCallum. So, uh, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Did you start playing violin as a as a small child? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I was seven mm-hmm. and some, and uh, but I played uh, recorder before that, a bit of clarinet, but that was way too young. Mm-hmm. My dad was uh, a, one of the fine klezmers I've ever seen. He played accordion, violin. You know, clarinet to earn a living, mm-hmm. and uh, he started me off on the recorder just to uh, to start learning to read music. And I had good pitch, so good ear, good ear for pitch. So he decided at seven and a half, together with a friend of his, that maybe it's time to give me a fiddle. So he gave me a fiddle, and the rest is history. So did you? So did you take to the violin right away? Did that feel comfortable for you? <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, th- these kind of things are not necessarily um, the reason why one con- sustains or continues to play. I think most of the time, I would say, there has to be someone uh, or maybe a couple of people that detect a talent. My mm-hmm. dad saw that I had a good ear, so we searched out. We, he searched out the best teacher he could find, and it happens to be a woman called Ilona Feher, she now passed away, but she was mm-hmm. came from Hungary in the late 50s after the revolution there. And so we went to see her, and she said, I could hardly play. You know, I played open strings, and I, but I, he taught me how to tune. So, And that's unusual for a young, young lad because it's hard to tune those pegs. At any rate, she said I, she can't, she has no room, she has so many students, blah, blah, blah. And so she said, yeah, but let me hear what he can do. So... I took out the violin, and she was about to tune it for me. I said, no, no, it's okay. I can do it. Well, that so impressed her, and mm-hmm. I played some open strings and a few notes. I was only playing for about two or three months, but she liked what she saw. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, I'll make room for him. And again, wow. the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. My my uh, significant other plays uh, violin. He, play, he p- played in the symphony here for a while, but he also plays jazz, and he, play, he plays country fiddle with a with a country band. So I've always, you know, you I, I always wondered about that because you see, you know, these scenes in television movies where little kids are play, practicing the violin and sounding really awful and screeching, and and <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's it, I think it would be a tough s- instrument for 
uh, parents to listen to little kids practice unless they get good right away. <laughs> did, did you did you feel like you got pretty well, good? I don't know. I, I, I think today, well, the last few years, meaning the last 25 or 30 years, we've had Suzuki. Mm-hmm. We've had the Asian countries really come forward in proficiency and teaching uh, the population. It's, it's tremendous. I mean, it's, I can't say enough to how they they have now really taken over practically the musical world and kids there start sometimes three and four years yeah, old um, really young yeah and well they're very well coordinated which mm-hmm. is interesting i mean it's a little bit like tennis you know yeah um you can teach somebody how to hold a record but then they have to get on the court and hit a ball and if they can do that at the age of five you can bet they're going to be there at 20 so right um, it's a kind of similar a similar thing. The dancing is the same, ice hockey, mm-hmm. etc. So um, I don't know. I, I think it's difficult for the parents, but on the other hand, the parents want the child to succeed. Though, right. So there will be a push yeah. uh, to give the child the best possible education. So you do, as you do teach, you, um, first of all, you've been awarded a Medal of Arts, the Isaac Stern Award of Artistic Excellence, and a teacher and champion of young musicians. You've been the chair of the Pincus Zuckerman Performance Program at the Manhattan School of Music for 25 years. What's, what's your um, secret? What, what's, what's your style of teaching? How would you describe yourself as a teacher? Honesty. Oh, okay. And um, I make, I'm, I bring forward what I know <clears throat> to the students uh, it doesn't matter to me where they come from um there are some things today that are uncalled for like you're not supposed to touch a, a girl in the school you know mm. if you touch her shoulder you know they can kick you out of the school right. well yeah I, I i understand where it's coming from and i see all that and so i i don't really prescribe to obviously touching a child or somebody that's 18 or 19 20 unusually hard but if you need to put the elbow down because they just don't do it, I right. put the elbow down. Right. You know? I go over and I say, hey, the elbow's too high. And I go, tuck, and that's it. Yeah. So what's the big deal? You know. But we have all these uh, sociological changes that are taking place that are not necessarily the best solution for best society in the future. I don't believe they are. Yeah. And so I just keep to what I know, how to teach and how to, how to continue doing it. I've had the, some of the greatest mentors, some of the greatest names, icons, in the music world in the 20th century that helped me. So, mm-hmm. And they were, I tell you, they were tough. Yeah. Um, you have to be tough. There's a discipline that if you can acquire it, and the faster you can acquire the discipline, the easier it is later in life, and mm-hmm. I'm still doing it, and it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, it's it's. Uh, so anyhow, that, those are the 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 teaching itself comes from a very regular, disciplined fundamentals, um, which we go through. It doesn't matter who the person is mm-hmm. um, and where they come from. We go through that um, when they first come to our class in Manhattan, but I've done it many other places as well. So. Uh, and it's very invigorating when you see a person after, let's say, six, eight, ten months, all of a sudden a sound comes and they smile. Well, let yeah. me tell you, that's one of the nicest things that could happen to anyone. Absolutely. So are you are you strictly classical? Do you, do you play yeah. any other genres? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm and, definitely classical. And so tell us about the, the program that you have coming up um, at the McCallum on the 22nd. Um, how, do you, how did you choose the music? And um, have you, I'm assuming you've performed here in the desert before at some point. In Palm Springs? Oh, yeah. I used to live in a, in a tent right down the street. No <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> when you say desert, I think of Israel yeah. immediately, of course. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, I have been to Macon many, many, many times. Most recent in the last 10 or so years with the Royal Philharmonic, where I played and conducted mm-hmm. as a visitor. I've not actually played. I don't think I've played a, a recital. If I did, I can't remember. Okay. It must be a long time ago. Okay. At any rate... Um, well, we chose this program. Shai Wozner is a terrific pianist. Happens to be also Israeli, but he's a wonderful guy and he plays beautifully. And we just talked about the pieces we would like to play. And we chose, well, four of the best composers, some of the best composers mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. Mozart, Beethoven, Brahms, and Schumann. You can't go wrong, wrong with that. Wrong, yes, yes. Um, and it's key signature. It's uh, some of it has to do with the key signature. You don't want to repeat the same key signature in each piece. So mm-hmm. uh, these are wonderful pieces for piano and violin, and um, we just go out and do our thing, and that's it. You mm-hmm. know, the rest is up to the audience to listen. Yeah. <laughs> so how how uh, so obviously you're you're doing a lot of teaching. How often do you go out and play? Do you have a lot of dates th- uh, throughout the year or throughout the country? Well, you know, yeah, I'm sure you know, uh, things were stopped right, uh, for right. quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in a position where now it's starting to flow again. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it were postponements uh, from 20 onwards. So it's two right. and a half, well, two two years and a bit. Yeah. There have been postponements all over right. uh, of, of playing. It's slowly but surely coming back. Some of it is new. Some of it new meaning a new date that was postponed, but it couldn't be done on the date that they wanted, so it's a new date, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right now, for example, I took this date because uh, they asked me to come and play because one of the orchestras from Russia couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah, my God, yes, okay. But I actually, uh, I wouldn't have done it under normal circumstances because if, they, if the society was not in trouble because I have to go in the morning, the next morning from Los Angeles to Budapest. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. And so it's okay. I mean, yeah. I've done it before. But I, if if it was not because of COVID and because of all the cancellations, et cetera, I would have had double thoughts on it. This way I said, yes, I'll do it. Yeah. Because, you know, some of the audience obviously, you know, knows me. I know them. So it, it'll be a very good feeling mm-hmm. to hear music again. Absolutely. Uh, for the audience, for me to play. So so I'm going to Hungary. From there, I'm, I'm going to Prague and from Prague my wife and I were going then to Poland and to London and also to Italy in about a three week 17 18 day period that seems like it's a lot Mm -hmm. uh, again but it's interesting because it's one performance only we used to go to play in these places with orchestra two performances Mm -hmm. minimum yeah we were just in Dallas and then from four it went to two with a chamber music concert as well so it's coming back I, I hope that we are able to continue this process of coming back in the best possible way, which means the health departments have to give us the okay. Right. You cannot just make up your own mind and say, I'm going to go because they're not going to come to the concerts. Right. Unless we have purifications, mm-hmm. the masks, and all those other aspects. Yeah. Regardless of what one thinks of 
the uh, booster or no booster or mm-hmm. vaccine or no mm-hmm. vaccine, you have to have some kind of sense that you're going to sit next to someone, even if it's two or three seats away, and they yeah. might get infected. We right. just heard two days ago, I'm sure you have, that there's a new vi- variant now, and it's, it's really horrible. Yeah. However, what's interesting is all of a sudden, out of nowhere, three people now have received the uh, a shot against HIV and has cured them. And I think that's phenomenal because I first heard about AIDS in 81. That's how long it's taken. Yeah, I yeah. hope this does not take as long, and I don't think yeah. it will. Yeah. But to dismiss all the possible experts that tell you exactly the same thing in every country, just dismiss it. Nah, I don't believe in it. What do you mean? What are you not believing in? Yeah. So it's that's crazy. bad. Yeah. I think that's not good. Yeah. And I think I hope that people get a little more sense into their brains. It's dreadful for little kids that go to school. They can't go to school. Sure. It's awful. Yeah. Okay, we had, we've passed that. I think we need to really be conscious of all these aspects as teachers, as parents, as performers, and obey what they tell you uh, when you arrive there in Absolutely. any city, any country. So yeah. it is coming back, but it's not coming back the way we, everybody thought it would because it can't. It's just it's not possible. Yeah. But if you can be playing five to six engagements every five weeks, hey, you're lucky. Absolutely. And so Well, we're happy. Yeah. We're happy about that. And we're happy that uh, Pincus Zuckerman is coming to play with Palm Springs Friends of Philharmonic at, to the McCallum Theater Tuesday, February 22nd. You can go to uh, McCallumTheater.com for tickets. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was lovely chatting with you. Oh, thank you very much. And stay safe and have a wonderful show. And um, we'll see you all again on the Desert Absolutely. Scene. Thanks a lot. Take care. Take Mitchell. care.